here's a commercial message from me. If you're looking to grow your business in 2021, then why not take either some sponsorship or some advertising with the Supersonic Marketing Podcast? You're listening and your customers might be listening too. All you need to do to become a sponsor or an advertiser with the podcast is send me an email to mark at supersonic.marketing. That's mark at supersonic.marketing and I will send you a rate card and a presentation that will absolutely convince you that it is the right thing to do to grow your business and help your brand boom. Hi, and welcome to the Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast. Every week, we will talk to the great, the good, and the legendary from the worlds of food, drink, marketing, and business to help give you the advice that will really help your brand boom. A huge thanks to our headline sponsors, the award-winning Engage Interactive. Engage Interactive have been helping hospitality businesses like yours prepare for a mobile and digital first world since 2007. From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Hello, happy 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in to the final episode, I think it is, of this series. And it is, as ever, one with the incredibly talented, incredibly knowledgeable Alison Battersby, who is the founder and CEO of Avocado Social, a long-time friend of the show, a long-time friend in general, and a real great mentor, resource guru for me on anything social. I love working with Alison and Rich over at Avocado Social, and I'd really encourage you to do the same. So what we've got coming up for you is an all-killer, no-filler top tips for 2021 on everything social. So as ever, it will be Alison taking us through it, me buttoning in with silly thoughts and comments and stories and questions and maybe even the odd time adding to the points. And I hope you enjoy it and I hope really that it helps your business really thrive and boom within 2021. So it gives me the most social guru 2021 pleasure to introduce my brilliant next guest, who is a longtime friend of the show, longtime friend of me, and been on many, many times. And it's always one of our most listened to episodes every single year, which is great. And it is Alison Battersby, who's CEO and founder of Avocado Social. Hello. Hello, Mark. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy we 2021. Can see it. I we know. Can see it. Yeah. It'll be a much brighter New Year for everybody. Yeah. Well, I did listen back to their 2021 episode, and yeah, that didn't date well. <laughs> it's going to be the best year. It's kind of like our Boris announcements, you know. It's going to be the best year ever for this country. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. No one saw it. No, no one saw it coming, though, did they? So Bill, Bill Gates, maybe. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that did the rounds in social media, didn't it? Didn't last half. Year? Didn't half. But yeah. So, how are you? New mum, first Christmas, all that yeah, jazz. What, baby's what's going first on? First Christmas. Yeah, we had a lovely, relaxing one, and yeah, my little girl is coming up to six months old now. So, oh. just adjusting to motherhood, starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of sleep deprivation as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you took a long weekend off to have yeah, the baby, yeah. and then that was it. 
<laughs> well, that's it. I think when you run your own business, it's uh, it's hard to take that full maternity leave, isn't it? But yeah. uh, it's been, I mean, Avocado Social is my baby, my number one baby. So yeah, of course, don't tell her that. It's something that I'm <laughs> always going to have involvement in. Yeah. Actually, my little girl is uh, loving sitting at the computer typing. Good, get Melly. <laughs> she's she's going to be a fantastic assistant. Yes, very good, child labour. <laughs> exactly, yeah, start them early. Okay, how so, about you, Mark? Was your oh, Christmas good? Yeah, yeah, quiet. Um, we had plans uh, to go and see someone and unfortunately they got COVID. So um, yeah, that was that blown out the water. But yeah, I mean, if I'm sitting down in one place for a long time with my radio times highlighted and the controller in my hand and some sort of drink on the go, I'm happy. Because <laughs> you know, usually, I mean, although there's been a lot of that this year, but years before like I'm constantly on the move and traveling and doing all these things so to just have no it's funny I used to go to like uh, a Buddhist group and the, the Buddhist master guy always used to say no nothing to do nowhere to be or nowhere to be nothing to do and that's the greatest thing for me that is the greatest you know I think there's a Hitchcock quote about happiness being a clear horizon with yeah. nothing on your plate and that's when I'm at my happiest Right, oh, so top tips for 2021, just to say every time you've done this, you've been top one or two listened to episodes. So, well, you can see that people really want to know um, and, you know, the advice is going to be good and, and all the rest of it. So that there's still, weirdly, this mystification around social media still you know and you and, and I guess it does change fast. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. I mean, things it's- change that's it it's it's moving so quickly in terms of not just which platforms we use but how we use them and what's trendy to do in terms of content or say or even hashtags I mean you said earlier that quote from the agency guy be kind and that was a huge trend at the beginning of 2020 with the death of the television presenter was was that was that only this year yeah isn't that mad was it yeah. Oh my God. So be kind was trending That's right. for a yeah. while. And also it, it kind of came around again a couple of times throughout the year, but we haven't we haven't had a sort of be kind trending hashtag um moment for a while. So I think we should bring that back again. Yeah. But yeah, I think this year, as in 2020, the last the last year, 12 months since I did this podcast, social media has just become absolutely integral as part of everyone's lives where perhaps some people were maybe avoiding it slightly before or didn't use it so much. I think just in terms of connecting us and bringing us together with our friends and family. Um, I mean, my WhatsApp now, you know, I, I talk to my family every single day, a number of times a day now, which I didn't used to before. And that's just even just checking in or just sending pictures of what we're up to. Yeah, And I think, for a business as well. Oh my gosh, a hospitality business, how many changes they had to announce over the last year. Social media has become the number one way to do it rather than updating their website, which can be you know, laborious or a bit fiddly. Yeah. Just getting a Facebook out or a, an Instagram saying, you know, we have got a bookable marquee outside or we are open, open on Boxing Day or whatever it is. Social media is the number one 
place to communicate directly with your customers now. Yeah. Mm. And then, so what did you sort of see this year that's, you know, following in maybe to, to, to next year? You know, what were the big events in 2020 looking yeah. back? Yeah, looking back, um, I would definitely say the number one kind of app on everyone's lips is TikTok, right? So, I mean, we've been talking about TikTok for a while, haven't we, Mark? Yeah. But I think because people have more time on their hands, maybe they were up for doing a bit more experimentation with some fresh social media platforms. TikTok became the, the most downloaded app of 2020 around the world. and Two, you know, two, two billion? Yeah, and they're yeah. well on their way to getting a billion users. Did you which... see the post uh, from Stephen Bartlett, which said um, it was the most downloaded app every single month except for November? Was that because of COVID app? Uh, no, it was WhatsApp. Oh, was it? And the reason for that anomaly was it was when so many people got their new iPhones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Allegedly, wow. that's that's what he said in his post. That's yeah. really interesting. Mm. Really interesting. And also, just on your point on, on TikTok, uh, I've done two TikTok podcasts in this series, so they're they're definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, on there. So there's uh, Victoria and there's uh, uh, Eloise as well, who are kind of coming at it from slightly different angles. Um, and then the other thing is, there's a great podcast by. Um, who is there? Uh, Social Minds. Mm-hmm. And they've done a TikTok episode. And the TikTok episode is with the head of business, I think, at TikTok. Nice. And he lays it out brilliantly. Um, so I've got a question mark show that I'm sort of doing on a Friday and a question came up about TikTok. And, you know, I know a bit, but I had to do a bit, quite a bit of research to, to get my ducks in a row, but that was single-handedly the most useful podcast that or piece of information that I heard about how businesses can use TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, well, it's no longer just about dance routines and challenges. I think that's the most important thing to bear in mind. If you still think TikTok is just about doing dance routines, you really need to get on the app and explore because there's so much more than that now. I mean, it's, it is educational content. It's entertaining content. It's useful content. There's so many demonstration accounts I mean I I follow such a wide variety of people from fitness to gardening there's a great guy called Garden Marcus who's um, this brilliant US gardener who's doing some amazing lessons Um, you know the Royal Society of Chemistry is on there there's some great space related content and TikTok is looking for more and more partners to work with which can bring a fresh, um, you know, plethora of content yeah. to the channel, which isn't just dance routines. Well, so- it's, it's a huge thing, right? And, and I was so interested to see TikTok's strategy as well, which is they're going offline with their advertising. And again, people were surprised about it. And then they were not slagging it off, but they were, you know, saying about it going well tiktok isn't everything or how dare tiktok be using offline channels when they're saying tiktok works and it's like that's a different play you know tiktok it's almost like a weird kind of inception tenet sort of thing if it's like tiktok can only advertise in tiktok to drive tiktok to you know what i mean so i, I think i think it's completely fair but the great thing that gives me reassurance is 
everyone has to realize that it's not just about social, it's not just about digital, you know, it is maximizing and optimizing each one of those, but also it's using that full market mix. And if they're going for a mass audience, you know, using things like TV or catch-up TV or, you know, outdoor that's grammable that then will be posted. So, you know, that that's what's going to win. So it just was, was interesting to see them putting that budget in and, you know, no matter which channels it was coming through, you know, it's going to be a mix of them to get 2 billion downloads. I mean, that's, that's more than Instagram now, right? Um, it's not more users. Oh, so, so it's, yeah, more, more downloads. Yeah, so yeah. TikTok, the last time they released publicly their users, it was 800 million, whereas okay. Instagram's over a billion now. Right. But the, the prediction is in 2021, TikTok is likely to hit 1.2 billion users wow. globally. I think some other, I, I just wrote an article, which I'll, I'll send to you, which we can put in the show notes, an in-depth look at marketing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things, I think the reason why it's done so well is you just don't need to do a polished, high quality video on the channel. Mm-hmm. All you need is a smartphone. And that's, so accessible for brands around the world whether you're a pub whether you're a makeup brand whether you are coca-cola or whether you are you know a startup selling brownies at your local market everybody can get involved with tiktok and it's it's about raw unpolished content that's what performs the best something that is either humorous you know energetic but a bit playful gets people involved, perhaps it's a challenge that you're setting. That's the sort of stuff that spreads like wildfire. And the brilliant thing about the app is it's a complete level playing field. Mm. So even if you've got no followers, your video can still trend on the homepage of TikTok if it starts to get views and if it's engaging. And the algorithm's looking at how long people are watching your TikTok video for. So if people are watching it again and again and again because they like it, then it can, you know, feature to hundreds, thousands, millions of people very easily. And that's what I like about it. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Instagram. But when you compare TikTok and Instagram, on Instagram, it is hard now to to gain a following if you haven't already established something. Mm. It is tough starting from scratch again. not one of those apps where tomorrow you can wake up and you've suddenly got 5,000 followers. Whereas TikTok is a level playing field at the moment. And if you're consistently showing up with some great content, you absolutely have a chance at, at generating thousands of followers very quickly. Yeah. And what, what's all this set sort of features then? So um, how long can your videos be? One minute? Well, they're, they're testing out different things at the moment. Yeah. So. At the moment, you can do up to a minute. You can layer sort of 15-second videos or you can do up to a minute. They're talking about testing a three-minute version. So they're going longer potentially next year. You know, keep people in the app for longer, keep people watching adverts longer. Um, Features, you know, there's so many different filters. There's lots of playful um, stickers and GIFs you can put on top of your videos and then the music library is vast so 
I think they've got a much bigger music library than Instagram does. So you can find all kinds of songs and tracks. And something really interesting I've been reading about lately is a number of artists have actually um, recorded a clip which they've put into the TikTok library. And the clip has gone so viral and so popular that they've then made it into a a full-length single. So... I can't remember his name, but I was listening. I heard on the radio the other day a country and western singer who had recorded a little demo that was like a minute long and used that on a TikTok video. And when you use a track on a TikTok video, you're then allowing other people to use the same track. Mm-hmm. And so lots and lots of people started using it. And his record company came to him and said, you're going to have to record a full version of this. It's going so well. I think it got to like number one in the charts in the US. Wow. It's a nice prompt help. But, you know, I'm a bit of a Steve Wright man in the afternoon and all that. And if he's on, um, there's a couple of tracks he plays that are TikTok tracks, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, you just your ears prick up because you know that's where you know it from. I think one's The weekend, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's just an amazing way to to do it. And then just talking about music as well, I think Spotify has really upped its game in that with the release of McCartney 3, it's so interesting to see Paul McCartney being at the forefront of innovation. But there's now an option for artists, which is enhanced albums. And mm-hmm. with the enhanced albums, they then do clips that are almost podcasty to introduce you know what's going on and, and all that sort of stuff so it's really interesting those worlds that are converging as well yeah with podcasting music all sort of layering over each other and I think there's a a huge opportunity for brands there you know mm-hmm. for example I got through my sort of was like missed hits or something of 2020 and it was things that I liked but I hadn't quite listened to or whatever and then after every song, it was like song, then a podcast either about that song or about that band or about that subject. And that just repeated all the way through. So you can imagine being a hospitality brand, let's say. And then, you know, maybe there is Chumba Wumba, you know, Lager Lager, whatever, you know, a vodka drink, you know. Then Diageo could then have a something you know i mean there's so many interesting ways that you could go it's it's really it's a really exciting time yeah for marketers you know anyone that thinks tiktok and not gonna get involved it's probably gonna disappear i mean it'll be interesting to see how smaller businesses approach the platform um this year but you know i'm hearing a lot of opportunity on the platform when it comes to working with influencers as well so It's not even that you would have to set up your own profile there and and you know use TikTok to market your products. You could actually be enlisting influencers who already have a good following, who are well established, and you know inviting them for an experience or sending them some product, and then they're creating the content for you because they know the platform really well. From Supersonic Inc. This is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Hey, it's Lucy here from Toggle, the newest member of the team. 
This time of year is all about gifting and after a challenging year, Toggle wants to support the gift of hospitality. There are all sorts of opportunities available on the platform from your standard digital and physical gift cards to Gusto Italian's Taste of Italy experience or Revolution's Christmas gift set or even the brilliant pay it forward feature. And it can be made so much easier this year with the first £1,000 of sales completely on us. Just visit usetoggle.com and learn more. Well, I think this is where influencers really get a good name and and come into their own because there's so much negativity and cynicism about influencers. And I can understand why. You know, there's a lot of them have given the term a bad name. But I think TikTok, more so than Instagram, you sort of just need to hand it over to them a bit. And I think one of the wisest things you can do is put your ego aside, put that you think you're good at doing this because during lockdown you did it with your niece, right? You're not going to be any good, are you? So, you know, it's all about that community and what the influencers can bring creatively. And I think the smartest move, you know, if I had budget and, you know, I was doing this for a brand or whatever, is the first thing that I would do is I would create a brief and say the end goal is this, you know, sell 500 burgers, whatever it is, um, or raise my awareness by it, whatever, you know, there's all different plays for that. And you just go over to you. Or even it is just simple as make us relevant or get us seen by the TikTok audience or, you know, and then you just give them, you know, your burger, your cocktail, your whatever it is, and you just yeah. your venue. Do you know, a clever thing to do would be to get the influencers to come up with a challenge. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Create around your brand. Yeah. And so they spread the challenge with the idea being that the challenge then pick, gets picked up by lots of different other influencers, customers, and just general users. Yeah. And that challenge spreads really, really quickly. I mean, we saw it, I think the what TikTok is naming their most successful campaign of all time to date was a cosmetic company mm. called Else Cosmetics, which is in the US. I didn't realize that stood for eyes, lips, face. Mm. Seems pretty obvious now. So well, they can't, create... can't unsee that now. I know. Every time I watch Elf, I'll be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they created a challenge. All you had to do was film yourself doing your makeup, uh-huh. whether that's your eyes, lips, face, all of it, one of those things. You know, really easy challenge that anyone can get involved in. And they got 5 million contributions on TikTok. <laughs> so 5 million people did that, including Lizzo and Reese Witherspoon. Wow. So they got some big names who just got involved off the road back. They didn't pay them to be involved. Yeah. And the campaign itself got 4 billion views. <laughs> 4 billion people saw the Eyes, Lips, Face campaign. That's like two-thirds of the world, isn't it? So nuts. But it, I, I think my, my favourite thing on TikTok was the Fleetwood Mac Ocean Spray. Yes. Long, long border guy, I think, was, was my favourite. Just like... I I really would love to know because it didn't happen by accident, you know. And and I wondered, like, I saw Gary V talking about it a lot. I wonder if he was involved in it or part. I don't know something because I think the guy was sort of an influencer already. Okay. And then because I don't think it was like complete obscurity. 
then you know overnight hit. I then think he was doing it. Yeah. Was sort of kind of get, getting there, and then yeah, I mean, all the different takes on it. I think Snoop Dogg did something maybe, and Mick Fleetwood did, and all these other things. I mean that and Ocean Spray. I mean there was pictures getting posted all over of just supermarkets cleared out. Yeah, of, 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 of the cranberry uh, day. Well, I just ev- everyone's, uh, yeah, toilet going habits would be, would be good health uh, with well, that, I, you know. I heard of that because I listened to a podcast called The High Low. I do listen to other podcasts as well, what? I've got to admit. And they were saying about seeing a clip of Mick Fleetwood on a longboard with some cranberry juice and mm. how, how random it was, but amazing at the same time, singing along to his own tune. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, one of them said, did you know that actually started on TikTok? That was actually a TikTok trend. And that's something weird is just going to become so much more part of our language, I think. Oh, yeah, that started on TikTok. Oh, yeah, that came from TikTok. So many. That wouldn't be be a bad strap line for them that started on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Right, we'll cut this bit out and sell it to them. Sounds good. But yeah, if you're looking for a good food brand to follow on TikTok, my favourite is Chipotle. I think they just totally get it. And they have set many, many a challenge, including, you know, things like tricks you can do with their takeaway packaging. They do a lot around um, World Avocado Day, which I absolutely love. (laughs) It's funny that. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm so surprised. (laughs) <laughs> avocado dance challenge all that kind of stuff so yeah, i think they just they get it you know they're totally um switched on with what works on the platform so first thing is make sure you've got tiktok second thing is put your business brain on third thing is immerse in it wallow in it for a month before you do anything you yeah, know just follow some influencers yeah, and just see what's going on and then the other thing we'd been talking about before i was like you know, just make sure that you, like, maybe make a fake account and have a go first, you know, just have a few that no one, and if it's a hit, it's a hit, good, you know, good for you. But, you know, just muck about over there a bit and then, you know, get get stuck into it. But yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Okay, I so number one in the charts is TikTok. Number what, one is TikTok. What is the next one then? I think just generally, which sort of plays into TikTok, but just generally more video. You know, every year video is on our trends list. I think this year we as an agency had many more queries and um, inquiries about going live. So a lot of people were getting involved in Instagram live or even how they could create experiences for their customers on Zoom. So one of my clients called Jing Tea is offering live tea tastings on Zoom, which has worked really well for them. And we were looking at other brands like Naked Wines are doing every Tuesday night, I think it is. They do Thirsty Tuesday where they do a Zoom or a... Why don't they do Naked Tuesday? That would get more more views, wouldn't it? Why don't they do that? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that would be brilliant yeah there you go. um yeah I voice. <laughs> <laughs> so i think we're seeing more of this obviously with lockdowns getting your customers involved from home yeah. i saw some brilliant pub quizzes going on last year and more kind of unique experiences as well so whether that's something like 
I don't know, a yoga class yeah. or I saw something. people doing escape rooms. Uh, so oh, there's yeah. a there's a there's a mate I have, uh can't remember who it was. Somebody was WhatsApping me or text me. I say, How'd you get on? You know, what, what what did you do for your Christmas do and all that? She says, Oh, we did this, and then we did that, and then we did an online virtual escape room. And I was like, yeah. that is brilliant. That is really great. I yeah. mean I this whole Zoom quiz thing has stepped up a notch. I know quite a few people who did Taskmaster at home. Yeah. So they got sent a few things in the post and then the, the challenges got set live. Probably my favourite thing of the year, I think, is Taskmaster. It just know, never gets old. Great. Isn't it just so great? Daisy May Cooper was my, my real highlight of the year, I thought. And and Catherine, uh, what's her second name? Oh, No. God, I, I keep wanting to say Jenkins, but it's not. I was not. going to say Jen- Jenkins. Um, but I just felt she just looked on the verge of tears at all times. She just looked really... She didn't get so many upset, of Upset, yeah. I felt so sorry for her. But yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it was it was wonderful. But yeah, digressing. Yeah. But yeah. I think more of these sort of, how can you get your customers involved in a moment, in an experience, whether that's cookery, flower arranging, tasting, exercise, just something where well, you're... Yeah. I always, I always think, you know, like the most mundane things would go really well. You know, so if you're a hotel, the amount of views you would get on how to properly wash laundry, how to do a hospital corner a on a bed. Part. Yeah. That stuff, you know, or how to deep clean your kitchen. Yeah. How do you do that? How hacks to clean your oven so you don't need to get somebody out. Or just try, all that stuff. Yeah. you know, like yeah, I just think there's so much that, and like everyone thinks about the the output or the sexy stuff or the you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, a day in the life of a chef, like like a wee mini soap opera following a pastry chef. Because I always feel sorry for pastry chefs because, as far as I understand, I met a wee Scottish one years ago in, in a pub in. in Milton Keynes and he was chatting away he's in his, he's in his whites and all that and he came in you know we saw her from Glasgow and this and then chat 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 and he said um, yeah he's got the worst job because he needs to be in at six or five or whatever to bake the bread and da, da, da. but then also at the other end of the day he's got to do desserts and, and all this stuff as well so it was like yeah, so we'll just talk about that sort of stuff, like, you know, community, getting, and I think getting behind a brand and getting to know the characters and the yeah, faces yeah. and, you know, I think there's, you know, that's that sort of interest, I think, and for actually, a lot of people. I've seen a bit of that this year with with brands like um, Honest Burger. I think yeah. they've got their founders on IGTV explaining you know, breaking down, this is what's going on. This is what we can offer. Mm. We're open here. We're closed here. We're doing takeaway here. And just getting your faces behind your brands, explaining things. I was looking to book um, a pub lunch a couple of weeks ago, and I just couldn't work out from the website what this pub was doing. You know, are they open? Are they closed? What's Do they have outdoor seating we could book? What's going on? And I jumped onto Facebook and the founder had literally just, the, the, the guy in charge had just filmed himself speaking to the audience saying, this is what's going on. And actually that two minute video clip explained yeah. all the COVID secure procedures, what you needed to do to book a table. Yeah. And it just put it all really clearly. So sometimes I think just instead of worrying too much about 
you know, writing the perfect email and getting that out. It's just yeah. jumping on a video, filming yourself. Um, or make make that your email as well. You know, just send the video. Yeah, exactly. Post it on YouTube. But it's it's been a shame actually to see, and I understand, you know, so many hospitality businesses are just so busy or just so confused or you know, really been put through the worst of it this year. But so many of them haven't got up-to-date information yeah. on their website, Google, or social media about whether they are open or closed at the moment. And if you Facebook message them or DM them on Instagram, you don't get a response. Mm. And it's just such an opportunity missed. Yeah, I think it's so soul destroying for a lot of them as well because you know they've got to do it in twenty places and they don't have time. And I heard something from a, a restaurant the other day which said we basically change stuff on our website and our listing sites when we get told it's wrong. Like yeah. so, so they actually go defense instead of offense, where they're not proactively making sure everyone's up to date. It's like, if we get caught out, well, and it's just because of the busyness, the lack of resource, the lack of staff, the lack of money, the like, you know, all the lack of time, you know, all these things. But at the end of the day, customers don't care, but I can sympathize and empathize of why that would Absolutely. be the case. Um, yeah. And also, you know, there's a lot of people that are nervous about putting themselves up there and you know and all these things but I think it's just where this needs to be as ingrained in society to be a good communicator as it would be just sending an email it's the same you know it, it just needs to be part of and it doesn't really matter what you look like what you sound like or whatever anymore you know and a lot if it's practical things then it's just worth get it up yeah and, it, and I had a great thing the other day from Richard Osman and he said um get it done then get it good yeah i think i completely vouch for Which that i think that's a uh, that is social media yeah you know get it done. absolutely because um i went yesterday to a lovely town not a million miles from me called stockbridge which mm. anybody who knows it in hampshire it's a lovely kind of foodie destination with some beautiful shops lovely high street and before i went i just did a quick google um had a look that the one of the main kind of delis there which is called time and tides which is a beautiful deli said it was shut on google so i thought oh should i go should i bother going yeah and then i just jumped on instagram and in the bio it said we are open so i thought oh and then i just noticed they'd done an instagram story that day yesterday and it was sort of showcasing the fact that they were open so because of that i was like yeah i will go yeah, yeah. ended up going ended up buying a bunch of cheese so oh, there you go yeah <laughs> still and and that's the thing people always ask will it give us any money and is there a ton of investment and although you can't always track these things you know it would be astonishing if it didn't yes and i think so many of us now use online and social media to to judge a company or yeah. to make a decision, you know, do I go into town or not today? And so you want to make sure that everything on your profiles in social media is explaining the fact that you're open for business if you are right now. Hi, I'm Alex from Engage and thanks for tuning in to the Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Each week, we'll be bringing you a great tip to supercharge your own digital marketing. And this week's comes from James, a head of paid search, who shares his insight on Google search query reports. One of the most important but often overlooked parts of running a Google search campaign is to check which searches on Google have actually triggered your advert to appear. 
Under the Keywords menu in Google Ads, there will be a section called Search Terms. Here you should see hundreds, maybe even thousands of searches that users have made and have matched against the keywords in your account. Sorting by impressions, highest to lowest, will help you optimize the searches which are having the biggest impact. There are a couple of key things to look out for in this report. First are searches which have lots of impressions but a low click-through rate, typically under 2%. Think about how relevant these are to your business and maybe add as negative keywords if they aren't. Second are searches which are performing particularly well with high conversion rates. You may want to split these out into separate campaigns or ad groups and give them additional budget. If you need help with your own paid advertising campaigns, then head over to engageinteractive.co.uk forward slash podcast, where you can see how we've helped some of the UK's most ambitious and successful hospitality brands with theirs. Cheers, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Here's a commercial message from me. If you're looking to grow your business in 2021, then why not take either some sponsorship or some advertising with the Supersonic Marketing Podcast? You're listening and your customers might be listening too. All you need to do to become a sponsor or an advertiser with the podcast is send me an email to mark at supersonic.marketing. That's mark at supersonic.marketing and I will send you a rate card and a presentation that will absolutely convince you that it is the right thing to do to grow your business and help your brand boom. And what about number three then? Number three. I think this ties on quite well. Um essentially just going into 2021 really starting to understand what social media is doing for you in terms of return on investment yeah so more and more businesses now using social media not just for brand awareness but actually to generate leads or to acquire a customer and I think this is the year that so many of us are really going to have to get drilled down on measurement and analysis so that we can absolutely understand what social media is doing for us, mm-hmm. whether it is sending people into our business or getting some more clicks on our website or signing people up to our email newsletter, just getting that tracking sorted, which isn't a huge job. You know, you can do so much tracking on your website with Facebook Pixel and Google Analytics now. You can understand metrics like how much uh, money you are generating on your online web shop from social media, or you could perhaps take a really clear look at, you know, how many menu downloads you get on your website that come from Facebook, Instagram, etc. These are all possible things. As long as you've got some sort of conversion on your website, whether that's a button to book a table, a button to give you a call, a button to subscribe to an email newsletter, that button is trackable. And I think that's something that, you know, when I talk to businesses still, I find people are surprised. Oh, wow, I didn't realise you could actually work that out. And it's so, huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. And so there's a couple of things just on that while you're saying it. And one is, um, well, A, I think there's also a TikTok pixel now. Yes. Potentially, yeah. And then I've just seen flash up on my phone, so hot, hot news. Um, TikTok's launching a business resource centre. Nice. That's just came through. So that will have case studies of advertisers. It will probably have um, a a place where you can actually get in touch with the TikTok team and start talking to them about running a campaign with them as well. 
And then the smart play with what you're saying is, and every marketer must do this really, is track every channel to understand what you think it's bringing you. And it can be two things. It's a two-speed thing. It can either be helping your brand perceptions and brand metrics that you should have. Most don't, but should have. And then it should be tracking your sales. Now, the interesting thing about this is if you're going to be with your brand that you're with or your company or whatever long-term, then you setting that down and understanding it will then be power to your elbow for next budget year, where then you go and you say, right, Mrs. Mr. Miss, whatever, CEO, here is what I think are the best channels. Here's what it got is if we put more money into these channels, here's what it will get us. Now, instead of just accepting like Oliver, you know, please can have some more sir type thing where, you know, they come back and they just put an arbitrary figure on it. You know, and, and pretty much every business I've been in does that, where they just go, they'll, you'll see a number, they'll see a much lower number, you'll meet somewhere a third above what they've said because you'll kick and scream a bit. That's it. And that doesn't work. You know, I think the best way to do it is say, what do you want to happen? What's happening right now? What's the money getting you in each of the areas? And then if you extrapolate that out, how do you then link the two? And then you can go in and say, look, I know you want to give me 300,000 quid or whatever, but I need two and a half million. And here's why, you know? And just this arbitrary, oh, you know, let them eat cake, whatever. It just, it doesn't work. You know, it's just flawed. So yeah. the, the more you can track, the better budget you will get yeah absolutely sure. i mean the ideal for every business right would be if you knew what that cost per acquisition is from oh. media yeah. and really this year with a lot of our clients we've been obviously investing a lot with facebook and instagram ads and one of our aims was for all of our clients just to really drill down on what that average cost per acquisition is yeah. and then working out okay well if we tweak this how does that affect the price? Yeah. So things like um, expanding target audiences or perhaps running ads in different places. So instead of doing newsfeed ads, what if we switch to stories ads? Yeah. Does that affect our cost per acquisition? Yeah. What if we ran ads on a weekend as opposed to a weekday? What if we targeted men versus females? So all of those little tweaks and learnings are things that ideally you would have your agency working out for you or you would be doing in-house so that you can really learn what is the cheapest cost per acquisition you can achieve and so therefore how much budget should you be putting into some of your major campaigns yeah and then the other axis is what's the lifetime customer lifetime value mm. because then what happens is people can potentially then just put it on cost per acquisition but then they see it as a one night stand and then that's but actually if you get someone in and they're gonna be a Puckatees customer like I've just been acquired, but that was through word of mouth from you, not from anything else. So it's a free one really. Is that you know, I would then that would be my brand preference for five years, let's say. Mm -hmm. You know? So you know, and that all doesn't get thought about. And and that was the joy of working at lastminute.com back in the day because they always thought like that. 
where it was, right, we'll get someone in through a restaurant booking. Then the next time they'll do a theatre ticket. And then the next time they'll do a weekend away. And then the next time they'll do their holiday. And then when it's their big day, they'll have a honeymoon. And that was the, you know, and then so to, to, to give, you know, to, to for your average spend to be 20 odd quid per customer, mm. when you look at that average life cycle as well, it's an absolute bargain. You Do you know, know someone who I think has just done a really good job this year at keeping their customers in the loop and just keeping that experience five star because they are is the pig. So yes. I am a subscriber to the pig emails. So I get the emails from Robin Hudson. And one of the things that they have done is every single government announcement, they have been very quick to get an email out to their customers and potential customers about what that announcement means for the pig. And so I was really lucky because on my birthday, which was in October, I had a booking at the pig and we were able to go and one of the loveliest things they did was as we walked in, they had a, a tray of champagne and they just said, welcome back to the pig and just offered us this tray of champagne. And we were all like, oh yeah, brilliant. brilliant. And I just thought, you know, the people I was with were sort of like, do, do they realize that we're repeat customers? And I just said, I don't know, but even if they don't, and that was a sort of punt at them saying, welcome back. Yeah. That has made me feel so special, yeah. and I loved that. I thought that yeah. was just such a magic. I, I bet they do. I bet they do. Probably, although yeah. we we were talking about it, we were like, "Well, we booked it on the phone, and they wouldn't." And I used my married oh, name, maiden really? name, so we were like, mm. "So, but who knows?" But we just thought that that was a fantastic way nice of just yeah, nice touch, and yeah, someone just who just totally gets what kind of experience their customers are after. Yeah, oh, he's done well. And I think, uh, you know, all of his efforts on trying to get a Minister for Hospitality at the Seat at, seat at the Table organisation as well is, is really interesting. And he's been very measured and outspoken, but everything that he's had to say, I think, you know, was right and, and worked, you know. So he, he, he did a great job for sure. Yeah, and I hope that their businesses, you know, thrive this year. I know that they... Would you to open their new site in Cornwall and that got delayed, but it is open now. So yeah, look yeah. forward to visiting some of the other pigs, hopefully this year. Cool, cool. Okay, and what about number four? So number four of five is social shopping. Ooh, so, okay. Did you buy anything through social media this year for Christmas, Mark? Uh Kind of. So w- what I mean by that is I didn't have anything, I don't think from memory, that I checked out on the platform. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I ordered probably about three or four things from an ad that then took me to maybe a, a splash page or a actually the site. So last night, for example, um, and I'm going to, you know, so I have it the first few weeks in January, is um, where I'm from has got the best football pie ever. <laughs> and, and one year it, it beat Delia Smith's. No. From, for Norwich, right? And it, her husband's a chicken and bacon pie. That's not a football pie anyway, by the way. Um, but so anyway, 
Yeah, so it's called a Kelly pie. It's a Kilmarnock pie. And the slogan for it at one point was say I, as in yes, say I to a pie, which you can tell the Scottish Health Board was on their, on their game there. Um, but anyway, so yes, I bought this kind of package and it was so surprising to me because Browning's the Baker's look it's like a really old-fashioned baker's and i don't mean in a retro kitsch sort of you know meaning it style it just looks like an old baker's yeah. and they sponsor my football team that i support Kilmarnock. um and it was amazing to me to see that a they've got the the contract back for for sponsoring the club but facebook adverts targeting me um and it, yeah, it was great. So flick through to that and it, and it's all doing national delivery now. That's and, amazing. you know, if you get it in by Wednesday, it'll be with you for the Saturday or whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so and it was all different packages. There was a breakfast box, which was like had slice in it, like there's, you know, Scottish square sausage, you know. Um, or there was um, a bakery one, which was like Empire Biscuits and Millionaire Shortbread. Oh, and all wow. that kind of thing, you know. That's so. Awesome. Yeah. So they would have been targeting you because obviously you don't live uh, where you're from anymore. They would have been targeting you because of your investment in the in the football team. I'm getting no idea. Maybe they know my weight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a pie eater. Um, so I, 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 I've got no idea. On, maybe you've been on their website. I don't. I definitely haven't been on their website for sure. I know because I, I really even knew it. The football. Might, yeah, it's maybe I've liked something about because they've released some retro shirts lately and things like that so maybe they've got the database for that and then they can retarget but just for a wee it's not that wee it's quite a big bakery but you know up in scotland i was because it's amazing to think that they're so further ahead than a lot of bigger companies that you would think should be yeah um you know so it was it was quite incredible so yeah but that was one of the things and then a couple of gifts for my wife um but i've just been mainly amazon to be honest, yeah. you know, I just, and that's, that's where I do all my shopping, to be honest. Which is, you know, a trend in itself, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're not selling on Amazon, you know, even though they're, they are a tough marketplace to be on, yeah. but that is generally where the, the, the consumers are all headed at the moment, especially yeah. Prime, you know, get it next day. Huge. So Huge. setting up an Amazon shop is a very sensible thing to do. Yeah. And I can't understand why more people aren't doing it. So, you know, I'd, I'd say that's got to be a... Because I've been talking about for this year coming, there's safety as the first thing, quality is the second thing, craveability is the third thing, and then availability is the yeah. last thing. And yeah. it's that availability that if you think that you can run a pub or a restaurant or a hotel slightly harder, but there's other ways to do it as well, just having a four-walled building... At a website, forget it. Yeah. From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. The Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast is also brought to you by BDO, the trusted accountancy and advisory firm. As the finance experts in hospitality, BDO have the experience and the insight to provide solid foundations for your business's future growth. BDO really are the go-to team to help your hospitality business succeed. If you're in need of a dedicated transactional team bolstered with corporate finance, audit and tax services, 
talk to BDO, who've got the right expertise, knowledge and experience to drive your restaurant or bar's business throughout their full life cycle. As thought leaders across the sector, BDO offers commercial and technical updates specifically tailored to restaurants and bars, including their annual hospitality reports. BDO also have a well-established network in the industry that spans across finance directors, suppliers and advisors, and they are always willing to use this to their clients and their contacts' advantage. Get in touch today at bdo.co.uk to chat about how they can help take your hospitality business to the top. And please say that I sent you. Just on that point of shopping, I was really surprised this Christmas just gone that many more people didn't communicate their final posting days well via social media. So there were a couple of websites I found, you know, children's clothing, that sort of thing, that had actually created a lovely graphic for Instagram our final Christmas posting. If you order it by Monday, you will get it by Christmas Day. If you order it any later, you will not get it by Christmas Day. That is something that everybody, if you're selling online, you need to do. Just make it really simple and obvious for people. Um, I was surprised not so many were doing that. I'd like to have seen... I'd like to have been fed up receiving communications and social media posts and ads about gift vouchers and... I don't feel that I did. I think there were some companies that were great at it, and and I think Airship and Toggle did a really good job this year to to pivot into you know gift vouchers and, and all these things and helped a lot of great brands like Franco Manca and, and uh, people like that. But I just don't think they rinsed it. You yeah. know, I think I would have been like a dog with a bone because I honestly with that market I feel like whoever shouts loudest would win. Yeah, I agree with you completely and actually some of the interesting things i did see were tying up gift voucher promotions or even a lot of these packages and hampers that food businesses have been doing for christmas getting those out to influencers early so that the influencers can shout about them um so there's a brilliant influencer i follow who i just love on tiktok and instagram called ollie eats Okay. And he does some brilliant um, collaborations with brands. He actually just did a collab with Frey Brent, Frey Bentos. Oh. <laughs> Weekend pies, and also Papa John's pizza. Okay. So pa- Papa John's, yeah. for example, have added pigs in blankets. And so I saw actually, yeah. So yeah, you know, he was he was mentioning those all promoted you know he's being paid to do this but I just thought the way the way he does it is really nice and you know he's got a really large following now and gets great engagement so that's was a clever strategy for those brands to sort of book him in early I did see free bentos making a Christmas tree or (laughs) someone did where it was a free bentos like all the tins oh yeah you know so it's quite fun nice I also think um, I saw a Christmas tree made up of empty wine bottles. Oh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Upside down. But yeah, the social shopping I'm also talking about are the kind of clever hookups you can do within the apps now. So I think mainly Instagram has been really making its name as the place to go for shopping. Yeah. I think that's such an opportunity that they see 
for the year ahead to make themselves carve out a little space for themselves that's different to other platforms. You don't really go to Facebook or Twitter to do any shopping, but you absolutely do some shopping on Instagram, whether that's just saving posts of products or tapping on a picture to see the price yeah. Of the I've remembered two things I bought actually. Um, oh, yeah. or, or thing. So sticky fluorescent balls, <laughs> right? So you lie in your bed or whatever on the couch and you throw them up at the ceiling, like nice. the lights off. And then you've got four. And then by the time you're throwing them all up, they're coming back down. So you're essentially almost kind of juggling, but you're chucking them on the. So I got those for the wee one. And also, very practical, I got space savers for the wardrobe. Oh, oh, very nice. So basically, you hook them all on. And I was thinking, that's not saving much space at all. And then you drop one of the hooks and then it's all just flat. I got you. Yeah, so I got those as well. So yeah, yeah. So they were targeted to you with ads and then you bought them? Yeah, they just came up. and Yeah. From, I guess, my behavior online or what I've been saying or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get so much, I think, good stuff targeted to you. which, yeah, which is why I, I'm a big fan of personalised ads. Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. But the hookup, uh, I think we'll see happen in the UK next year, which has launched in the US, is the fact that when you tap on an Instagram picture, the labels come up with, you know, pricing, yeah. how much something yeah. is. You click on that, that takes you to a product page. You click on that takes you to the website yeah well the change we'll see is from the product page in instagram you'll be able to purchase there so you won't even have to go to the marketer's website to make that payment you'll have your payment details saved in instagram somewhere and so it's removing the clicks really or the taps yeah so it's much easier much smoother just be seamless and I, i saw one of the first ones I saw with the shopping bag and all that was very cleverly was um, Man United and it was after a Man United win. So oh, no. you were feeling a little bit more happy about Proud. them. Um, so, uh, yeah, and it was, it was you know, showing you the goal winner mm-hmm. um, or the winning goal and then that shot was then mapped so that the little bag came up and you could hit Rashford's jersey. And you could buy Rashford, if it was Rashford, I can't remember, but it was something like that. Um, so that was that was very cool. That was very cool. Yeah, and it looks like, so we've just seen an announcement from TikTok that they're partnering with Shopify. Okay. So it looks like if you've got a Shopify website where you are selling products, there will be shoppable tags in TikTok for yep. you this year coming. So that's a, a big trend we're going to see. So it's it's this constant battle between TikTok and Instagram. Who's bringing out the new features? Who can who can grab the attention um, of the consumers? Yeah. And it's interesting to see the ages between the two apps. Instagram's definitely getting older. Yeah. And TikTok started young, but is also sort of getting older. Drifting. So. I think TikTok, yes, there are 13-year-olds on TikTok, but there's also a lot of millennials on there after this year. And then Instagram is eating into some of the kind of older, maybe traditional Facebook audience now. Yeah, I I, I think it's the battle that I didn't see coming. And also, if I was Zucks, I'd be worried because 
they don't have anything yet that's on that, you know, sort of trajectory. And I think Instagram Reels, sort of, I don't know, it's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Be interesting <laughs> to see the move because I don't know. I think they won the Snapchat argument, you know, with stories and whatnot. I don't think I don't think they're going to win with Reels. Mm, very interesting. Yeah, isn't it? interesting. To see I that. mean, Reels has had great uptake. Yeah. For a new product of Instagram. I mean, yeah. Do you remember when IGTV launched and no one used it for about a yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, And they kind of almost had to relaunch it again. Reels has had a brilliant uptake so yeah. far. So I think people are very excited to kind of get involved with Reels. And although the functionality is no way as much as TikTok, yeah. I, I think Instagram are, you know, focusing on reels as a place to put some of their new functionality such as they're going to start testing shopping on reels very soon it sort of feels like an add-on rather than a thing in its own right and i think that's potentially the. i mean we'll look back at the end of the year and i'll eat my words probably but be quite interesting you know to 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 see what happens and then there's a couple of social media not disasters but um i suppose like fleets was fleeting it feels i don't know If anyone's yeah. really bothered about that. Really, you know? I don't know. I, I Personally, I, I don't really feel there's an extra need for it. I've got um, enough things to update. Honestly, if I do a post that I need to put every, I've got three Instagram things, two Facebook things, two Twitter things, two, you know, yeah. you're just like, oh my LinkedIn. God, this is too much. Yeah, LinkedIn. yeah, I like that, yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn stories is, uh, is yeah. rolling. I mean, yeah. at the moment, well, I can imagine that it's just people at their desks at home, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think <laughs> no I've one's got, going anywhere. <laughs> I, I think I've got LinkedIn stories. Yeah, I've got stories. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've not delved into it too massively, but we'll, we'll wait and see, wait and see. Yeah. I mean, I've really been loving LinkedIn this year, mainly because obviously the conferences and networking events that I would have got to normally, which haven't happened. Yeah. I've found that actually a lot of people who I would have had a chat with or gone for coffee with are actually quite active on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I've been just dropping people a quick DM, just checking in, seeing how people are. And that's had a great response. And it's it's just nice to check in with some friendly faces that you sort of see at those industry events year and yeah. year. Yeah. And just see how everyone's doing. So LinkedIn for me has been a really nice network to be part of. Yeah. I'd I'll LinkedIn is one of my most preferred because I really use it to get business. And I think I've been reasonably shameless on it lately as well, where I've just been posting ads going, hire me. You know, I've got I've got room for two more clients, hire me, you know. And I think you can unashamedly do that there. I don't think you need to, you know, worry about that. And I think you are on LinkedIn really to make money. Mm. You know, really. Um, so you know that's why I'm there anyway to 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 boost my profile. But the end goal is more clients, more you know, more money, more customers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, you know, it's kind of interesting. I get some feedback sometimes, which is like, "Oh, you're really good at LinkedIn," and I don't know if I am. I think it's more I'm just there, and it's the whole get it done, get it good. I'm just getting it done, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Get it, you know. Um, so. I, you know, I, I do it a lot. Um, I've overcome the barriers of putting videos up and, and I kind of like 
who cares? You know, I'm not. I think one of the things you're really good at, Mark, is commenting on things that you've seen that you find interesting. So I love it when you've just taken a couple of pictures on your phone of something or you've spotted something on a menu or you've had a dish and you just take a snap of it, put it on LinkedIn and share your thoughts because it's, that's your unique take on something. Yeah. Your, um, you know, your IP that you're effectively sharing with the masses. And it's always interesting to hear your views. And so you've sort of carved out a niche for yourself on LinkedIn as not just a place to go for kind of general marketing advice but yeah. it's your it's like listening to what's going on in your brain it's really interesting oh God. yeah well I <laughs> know well, it, it's good you know and I think um I'm always fearful of getting into like intellectual battles and I don't I don't, I don't really want to get into that do you know what I mean I, I'm not one of these people that puts up hey here's my hot take and it's really controversial or you know, I'm not one of the, because there are people like this, which is fine, you know, and I think that's how social media works a lot, which is they are antagonists and mm. provocateurs in the comments. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, A, I'm fearful of, I just hate combat and, and things like that. And then I, I don't think you need to do business like that, but there's lots of people that do. And I don't know, I've had a couple of kind of trolls, but in my, I don't know, 10 years or however long I've used it, um, I've been fairly lucky, you know, touch wood. You know, I, I don't tend to get into, you know, strife yeah. too much. I you guess know. A, lot, a lot of the time you're celebrating someone's Yeah, you just try to be positive and, and supportive. Or you're saying someone's done something and we can all learn from this because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is really useful. Yeah. So I think where you can add value on LinkedIn, that's what makes your profile stand out. And do you know what? I'm just really bored of seeing people on LinkedIn sharing a press release from their brand. All oh, right, <laughs> I've not seen so much of that, but yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. something a bit additional to add, yeah. even if it's you know this has been a fantastic project for us to work on this year, or we're so excited to launch this. You know, it's been months in planning. It's yeah, been a yeah. real labour of love. Whatever you want to say, just add something. Congratulations yeah. to our client. Yeah, let's add something a bit more interesting, please. <laughs> I, I I I try not to do that as much as I can. I mean, obviously there are times when you say, you know, I'm so chuffed to do this or whatnot. Yeah. And then the funny one with me has been, I've started doing these wee radio shows, right? And it, genuinely it's just a hobby, right? And all I'm doing is putting it up to go, give us a wee listen, would you? And people have been writing to me in DMs and going, do you, do you not do marketing anymore? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I'm, you know, so I had to put up something the other day to just qualify and go, I still, this is still my job. This is just a bit of fun. And I just really appreciate you tuning in. That's all, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, a lot of people think I've like, you know, given up stuff and, you know, I've went and joined yeah. the radio station. So it was like, oh, like, I'd love to, but, you know, I'd have to get paid first. <laughs> 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 you have to just put at the beginning of each post this is my side hustle yeah yeah this is my hobby like it's like you're five aside but it's just slightly more interesting I think you know that's all yeah. um but yeah so wait and see and then so what about number five then number five the final trend I think you know without going too much into 2020 because we're all sick of it but I think crisis communication just nailing how your business is going to adapt change and react fast in social media if you haven't come up with a process or a bit of 
thinking behind your reaction-based social media, this is the time to nail it. So the things I mean, Mark, is who's checking your DMs, how many times a day? You, I think somebody needs to be checking them at least twice a day as a minimum. Um, if you're going to be operating some sort of customer service through your social media, who are you going to go to for a statement? So if your business needs to make a statement and it needs to be a serious one, who is the, the head of that? And how, how is that statement going to be made? Is it a graphic? Is it someone's typed out a message in a note and that gets screenshotted and put on social media? Or is it a video? Yeah. Just getting that nailed. Does the person who's going to make a statement have a microphone? So if they're going to do a video statement from home and it's it's going to go all over your social media, all over your email, on your website, do they have a professional mic? Well, and the other, the other thing is that the tip would be you don't need to do this both things at the same time. So, yeah. you know, you can have the professional mic you know, done as a voiceover as they're doing it as well, you know, and the, and the person can sync it, you know. So if you video it first so that it looks good, yeah. then you can always record the vocals separately. Just make sure yeah. you're miming to, you know, you're in line with what's being said on the thing. Um, and then the, the voice person, will, I mean, it's hard to do, but... Or just delete you know, the original and re-record and say, this is the, the yeah. new statement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just... um just to try and make it sound good because, you know, I've certainly learned a lot in the year where even at, till about a few months ago, I've bought a wee home sort of studio kit now and hopefully it's, you know, sounding a bit better. But when, you know, you're just doing it on Zoom with no mic, you know, it does sound, especially if you are trying to put out content, it's stressful for the listener mm. as well if it doesn't sound sort of, you know, studio quality and, you know, it's always difficult. But I remember talking about crisis comms. I was in Geneva, I think it was. And um, we were at a very, very large uh, sort of food company that you know about. I think you were working on that project. And But I think, were all three of us there? Or was it just Viv? Just Derek. No, we we, uh, we we worked. Or maybe it was just me and Viv then. Oh, no, this was like a... Uh, it was Nestle, right? So it was like we're working with Nestle. I can't remember if you got involved in that in some way, but yeah. anyway, we, we went out and uh, we went to their big headquarters, uh, wherever it was. I think it was Geneva or something like that. And um, it was like a Bond villain's lair. I mean, just like, you could not believe this place. It was just amazing. Helicopter pads and, you know. And anyway, we went in and uh, they showed us their social media team and their crisis room and the social media team was big um and this certain bank of desks that people were talking to all they were doing was listening on radian yeah. six i think they were using at the time mm -hmm. and that was all they did was listen mm -hmm. and know and then think about how they direct and stuff but if there was a big crisis come uh to, to go out the leaders of the business wherever they are around europe or whatever can get flown in there's a TV studio next to uh, the the social media thing. And it just had, it, you didn't need camera people. It had two or three just robot cameras that whoever's speaking uh, would do yeah. the, the pan or the shot or whatever. And they could just get it out like that. And it was nice. just like, like, I've never, ever in my life since or before 
seen anything like that, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I've done work with utilities companies before, you know, water, electricity, and similar sort of thing. You know, they're tracking mentions of their brand name online. And if there is, you know, a water pipe that's burst or everybody's electricity is going to be out on a certain day, they do need to jump on and make a statement. And they've got similar setups. I mean, I'm sure it's not quite as impressive as Nestle, but you know, at least a green screen with a camera on a tripod set up so their CEO can come on and apologize yeah. for what's happened. But on the kind of, on the other scale, yeah. just a tip that I would give anybody is just to have a working FAQ document. Yeah. So if you're getting the regular questions all the time on social media, when are you open? Are you doing takeaway? Can I come and eat in? All of those sorts of questions, uh, when's your last delivery day ahead of Christmas? Just start a a working document and just type the question in with a response. It speeds up so much time just copying and pasting. And then you can slightly tweak and personalize those responses as you put them live to your customers. We do social media for a well-known pizza chain in London, Pizza Union. And one of the questions we get asked so much over and over is do you do gluten-free pizzas yeah, yeah, I was say. and so yes they do um it's it's one pound extra because they class it as an extra topping but to type that out every time you know on your phone it's a nightmare so we actually just have the response saved and then we can personalize that every time we we send that off to a customer yeah. And just be quick about it. You know, if somebody's asking about gluten-free pizzas, they're probably planning to come in or order that day. So we want to make sure we get back to them as soon as possible. Yeah, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I better let you get on with the rest of your day and yeah. all that stuff. That's, that's been a great catch-up. It's been really good to see you and, and Rich as well. Yeah. And so any final thoughts or, or final tips for people before you shoot yeah. off? I think I always mention this one so apologies if you've heard this podcast before and this is me repeating myself but we do run Avocado Social a Facebook group which is free to be part of and I just make sure that I'm in there every day just posting latest trends latest news if you've got a question it's a really good place just to pose that question because there are tons of other social media marketers in the group. I think there's 4,000 people in the group now. And so if you are stuck or running into something that is you're banging your head against the desk, essentially someone else probably has been through the same and has a solution. So it's a really good place to come to. And so I'll make sure that I send that over to you for everyone to be part of. And yeah, I mean, it's always tricky making predictions of trends, right, Mark? Because we never know what's going to happen, do we, with social media? But for me, I think the most important one is just to really go into 2021, understanding how powerful social media is as part of your business. And if you don't know how powerful it is, that's the thing you've got to solve this year, work out what it's doing for you because that will answer so many questions about, well, how much budget should I spend? How much resource should I put towards it? Do I get external agency or content help? And so I think just really understanding what does social media do for your brand? I think you're right. And I think 
this is the year that social media now is probably going to a get the respect that's deserved from the budget holders and the businesses, but also be taken more seriously by those marketers that didn't completely believe in it or completely love it or completely like doing it. Like there's a, a, a task on them to, to get up to speed as well. But yeah, I think it, you know, 2020 has been awful for so many reasons, but some positives have been the acceleration of digital stuff and how quickly um, everything's changing. Consumer behaviors had to change. So, you know, hopefully for business longer term will be a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, oh, well, I wish you well. Thank you, Mark. Wishing you a fantastic year and all your listeners as well. And yeah, thank you so much for having me once again. It's pleasure to be back. Pleasure. Okay, well, listen, take care. Have a good rest of the week and I'll catch up with you very soon. Cheers. So there we have it. Did you learn much? I've definitely learned loads. So thank you so much to Alison for being on the show yet again. It's just really super to catch up and I can't wait to catch up in real life IRL very, very soon. Huge thanks to all of you who've listened and subscribed and shared and reviewed and all these things through the year. And thanks also to everyone that gets in touch with messages of support and also thoughts about how things can be better on the podcast and future guests and things like that. It's all very, very welcome. So thanks for that. It's your show after all. Massive thanks also to Engage Interactive for being our headline sponsors. They've been great through the year. They've really helped me shape the podcast in ways I didn't think that were imaginable. If you need any help at all in anything digital, and that's from SEO to emails to websites to apps to digital marketing, retargeting, social stuff, anything like that, get in touch with Engage Interactive and they will absolutely be able to help. Alex is the go-to guy there. Massive thanks also to our premium partners, BDO. If you need any financial help in 2021, I can't recommend them enough. Please go and talk to Peter Hemmington. Go to bdo.co.uk to get in touch with them and he will sort you right out. Thanks to Gaz and Gabby, as ever, for pulling the podcast together. Real cracker this time, so thanks for all the hard work in terms of editing, promotion and getting it up there. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off actually for this series. So thanks to everyone that's been involved, all of the sponsors, all of the people who took advertising, all of the guests, all of the listeners, everyone that's been involved with the podcast. It's been a real ride and a real joy. I've really, really enjoyed it. So we'll be back soon, hopefully in the spring with a new season and we will be in touch very, very soon. We're open to anyone wanting to come in in terms of advertising sponsors, things like that, that will help you reach a big audience within hospitality and beyond, actually. So do get in touch if you're interested in that. I wish you well for 2021. I'll be in touch soon in the spring and just take it easy in the meantime. But I hope, as ever, this episode, more than most, have actually given you enough value, ideas and inspiration that will help your brand boom. Boom.